This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. <laughs> it is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great you start you will say it's me i do ask you to join me in my song <laughs> hallelujah glory to god <laughs> thank god for the holy spirit it is the spirit that quickens the flesh profits nothing john 63 jesus said the words that i speak to you they are spirit and they are life. Mm. It is the spirit that gives life. The Holy Spirit quickens. Romans 8 11. Let's read. Romans 8 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, does it dwell in you? The Bible says, He that raised up Jesus. From the dead shall also. Everybody say also. also. Put your hand on your body. Say the same way. The, same way. the, Holy, Ghost the Holy Ghost. Brought back. Brought back. The dead body of Jesus. Body. To life. life. The same way. The same way. It, vitalizes. it vitalizes. It quickens my mortal body. So there is nothing dead. There is nothing weak. In my body. Shout a living amen. amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. you. Can have your seats. If the spirit, it is the spirit that quickens. Quickens, it means to quicken means to give life. To quicken, to give life. The flesh is of no advantage in this regard. And Jesus said, The water I speak. So the spirit of God. There is something about the spirit and the word. It is not a thing. It's a person. Because the word of God is a person. Remember in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was with God. All things were made by him. Not by it. It's a person. Hallelujah. The same thing. We've been talking about the person of the Holy Ghost. Isaiah 32. The last verse. or um, Last two verses. You can't live a Christian life without the Holy Ghost. And there's just something about him I want to talk about today. Hallelujah. Isaiah 32. Let's start from 16. Hallelujah. Judgment shall dwell. Let's start from 14. I think I'm actually looking for verse 15. Because the palaces shall be forsaken. The multitude of the city shall be left. The forts and towers shall be for dens. Whatever. This is a very terrible situation. 
enjoy your white asses and a pasture of flocks. That means instead of palace, a palace uh, that deserted the animals are now, are now running rampage in the palace. And the Bible said that will happen until, next verse, until the spirit be poured upon us from an eye and the wilderness will become a fruitful land. If there is any wilderness in your life, the way to make it a fruitful land, get the Holy Spirit involved. When he passes through the wilderness, he turns it to a fruitful land. When he passes through a dead body, he gives life to that body. When he passes through a dead situation, he gives life to that situation. The Bible says, until the wilderness will prevail, until the Spirit be poured. But then the Spirit has been poured upon us from an eye. There are two things about the Spirit, which I just want to explain quickly. Um... He is poured on us. God has done his part. The coming of the Holy Spirit is of two types. God giving the Holy Spirit to man. Man causing the anointing of the Holy Spirit inside him to come out. That is why Paul said to Timothy that I ask you that you stir up the gift that is in you. The gift that you receive when I lay my hands on you. In other words, Timothy, the day you came to me and I put my hand on you, like Ananias put his hand on me when I was blind and I saw Jesus and I became blind. My blindness was healed and I received the Holy Ghost. Ananias said to Paul in Acts chapter 9, he said, but Paul, the Lord Jesus Christ who appeared to you on the way has sent me to you that you might baptize the Holy Ghost and that you receive your sight back and he started saying. So he too told Timothy that see, when I lay my hand on you also, something happened to you. But you see, it is a gift that will sit until it is dead. This is why all I want to say today is that pay attention to praying in tongues and to the word of God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's my short exhortation today. These are the days where you are driving and you are speaking in tongues. It's not for special service. It's for every occasion right now. Yes, why? It will cause your discernment to be sharp. And that is what you need. Among the nine gifts of the spirit, one is called Discerning of the spirits. If you don't understand, you will ask your neighbor. Now, what are they saying? Or interpret it in tongues. <laughs> Hallelujah. They listen night gifts, man. Paul said, a gift is called, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, another one. Second, third, gift of faith, gift of healing, workings of miracle, design of spirit. Then he said, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. You see, scholars have explained the function of each gift. I'm trying to stay within time today. You always feel weak until you begin to pray seriously in tongues. At times, nothing happens physically when you are praying in tongues. At other times, you hit what they call gosha. You can tell that you have become another person right now. When you do that frequently, you will become aware that you are never an ordinary person. And once you enter the realm of awareness, it is where spirits obey people.
when we say in Jesus' name, and the demon jumps out, and somebody says in Jesus' name, and nothing happens, it's not because somebody is bigger than the other one. In the realm of the spirit, they can tell who is aware and who is not aware. There are some Christians that when they stand for a mountain, they are aware that he has to obey them. Some are not aware. Some, that's why, you know, I, I feel sorry for that stand that says, you know, I, I corrected that, you know, thank God she, she has actually corrected herself. You know, I said that um, she wanted a church where they would see and you know, she went to buy a white garment. And some of us left from white garment. <laughs> I was in white garment for, I was born there. There was nothing I didn't do. The river bath and everything. But you see, when the spirit takes over your soul, I'm not speaking against my government, no. My parents are sitting there, but I'm just saying that. A lot of, you know, <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. This is why people want this prophet, this Pentecostal, or this white that one, all because you feel inadequate. Nobody can actually supply that inadequacy or can feel it. It is the Holy Ghost. Amen. When you are a wife and you are full of Holy Ghost, ayah. Heaven will be in that house. <laughs> Is that some wife I tried to use that to look at the husband? Or some husband I tried to you see, be filled. <laughs> are you are you with me? Um, mm. This is what people are looking for. If you ask anybody, everything you are looking for on that is actually there's one thing you are looking for. It manifests in different ways. So, sir, somebody is sick. Somebody does not have a job. Somebody wants somebody, different people. See, every need has a root. All they all need is that if they can have power to change their circumstances. Is that right? Yes, sir. The one that needs a child. If something can just happen that she can actually command children and they are born. The one that needs a job. Something can come on you that can produce a job. The one that needs husband. If I can just command a man, draw the picture of man I want, mention the, the attributes, and command that man to appear. All of them are connected to one thing. You need power. And power does one thing. It helps you control your circumstances. That's all. You understand what I'm saying? If there is something you can do right now, you need visa. Is there a force that you can deploy and they give it to you? So when Jesus was going... He said that you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost. Jesus understood a man actually because you look helpless without power. One of my friends, when we're serving, <laughs> I think we went, I served the Cameroon NPC. I think we went out on the road and the police harassed us a little. Ah! He said, Shola, when I, when NYC is over, he said, I will join, I will join Fire <laughs> Road Safety. He said, I will join military. He said, in this Nigeria, if you don't have power, you suffer. And he's right. Do you know that police don't actually stop because? I'm not teaching you something bad. But if you don't have a driver's license, drive the IS car. If I thought they stop, you used to greet and ask for money. But let a man that is struggling, that will not have money to hire a truck, put all his load in his boot and open the boot. That's the one. Welcome there. But it's not only police. There is no office in Nigeria. There are some cars that you drive in. All PAs and all drive, all security men and all janitors, they will open the gate with respect. 
but there's a kind of car you bring. They first tell you to park. Harassment will start. Who are you looking for? Did they give you an appointment? What's your name? What's your father's name? And yes, there is a way you appear. Don't ask questions. You can't drive the latest Escalade and appear before the gate and the driver says, excuse me, who are you looking for? Even if he wants to ask you, there is a way, he will ask with wisdom. Uh, uh, sir, is that sir, sir, are you here to see your guy? Is it? Because the Bible says that money answered all things. It's a language that they understand in this world. Yes. My friend brought one car. One of the most exotic cars. We drove into one estate near, not too far from here, where they use sticker. Very strict with their sticker. But they opened the gate for us. We use sticker. The guy just wanted to say hello. We, don't have, we just wanted to say, you know, we, nobody passes your guy, but you know, pass here, but you remember your boy. Why? There is a language that money speaks. It is true. You see, when <laughs> I'm not saying you should do this, the friend that I told that enter a contract, it to cook for CBN staff that time. When he was going to meet uh, the then CBN governor Sanusi, when I was going to meet him here in Lagos, he told me this guy was in a low state. I've told this story for, but God has mightily blessed him now. That was the contract that changed his life. The day I was going to meet him, he told me that he wore the best suit that when he was one time, then he became poor. When he was with the suit he bought in Italy, when he went there, he went to one shop one day and he bought a car brand new. When he go on and every see when when voice are against you, the same guy as a single guy he bought two two duplexes in Ogudu. He lost everything. He was staying in one room apartment in in around uh, uh, K two because he was owing as in everything disappeared in one year. Don't put confidence in riches. Trust in God. The Bible said they can develop wings and fly away. It is true. And that's why, see, uh, I'm not talking giving today, but that's why we must be so liberal minded. God is not against you enjoying life. But once you over attach yourself to something, and many have done it all. Do not many rich people have gone to pray for their children that the parents used to be rich? Used to be rich, but not anymore. Yes. I was the friend in the same cardinal one day, Mechanic Village, the former deputy governor of a particular state in Nigeria. Now himself carried his car come like this, stood there for two hours talking to mechanic. I'm afraid he showed me that these guys will be deputy governor in the state. And that government came, they collected everything from him. Now, no driver again, not the deputy governor. He drove the car and said, he sat down on the talking to mechanic. We all sat in mechanic village together. We were coppers. It was the I think we were coppers. And uh, we could run full, you know, run coppers. We we're rugged. But here is deputy governor in mechanic village. We thought he sat down there. And I said, Chai, it has gone. One time like that, signing, zoom, zoom, zoom all around him. You see, and if your wealth is not rooted in helping people and the rest, it will last. And then you will decide that people will forsake you when you better have faithful friends around you. Yeah. One man like that, for one a pastor mentioned this, he was there for his bed, the father's bed. And when the father died, he was in government that time the father died. The whole state followed him. If I carried the generator of the stadium of his states, carried everything to go and do the father's burial. He was still. Shortly after that, the mother died. And this time around, it was no more in government. So this pastor went there again. He didn't see anybody. I see nobody. The guy was the one asking people to have you eaten by himself. Or just a few months apart. Because there are some powers that they are not real. If it is rooted only in position, it is not real. 
When someone will take that position, it can actually shut you out completely. And you become a nobody. That's how people will after their tenure, they will have to run away. And so when you run away, you will spend till you finish the money. Because all the pipes will lay down. Somebody will remove them and put new pipes. I'm not talking about physical pipe. But let's leave it like that. Did you hear what I just said now? Praise the Lord. Say, there is a kind of wealth that... Uh, uh, when real people are in your life, you really have an asset. It is true. I'm saying real people. <laughs> not bad people. Real people. Are you following me? Everybody is looking for power. And the Bible says you shall receive power. But see, this gift, and this is the only one I just want to talk about briefly. Ability to discern. Why? In the last days, which we are in right now, deception is the order of the day. How many I love you, and after one year, it's not that no love at all. <laughs> you see stories flying all around. And you see the rates that people are plunging their money to business and losing everything. And you begin to ask, do we have the Holy Spirit to guide? You see, all the nine gifts of the Spirit can function in your life. You don't need to be concerned about, am I a prophet? Am I an evangelist? At times, you don't even know who you are. If you are full of the Holy Spirit, whichever one you need will come out at the moment where you need it. So when you are always praying in tongues and conscious, I'm not saying there are no callings, but if you are always praying in the Spirit, one of the things that will start happening is that, number one, you will start seeing the way they see from above. And when you do, one of the things that will start happening very fast among so many is ability to discern spirits. That gift is not called discerning of demons. It's called discerning of spirits. Demons are spirits, but human beings also have spirits. Ah. When Solomon, God was going to answer Solomon's prayer. As he began to pray in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 9, he said, Lord, give me a wise and a discerning heart. So people say Solomon asked for wisdom. No, Solomon asked for ability to discern. We are the ones calling it wisdom. Of course, it came in form of wisdom because to be able to discern is actually to be wise in life. Are you with me? Why are you giving us a chessboard? Or which one is this? Project scripture? <laughs> we are not playing chess. Okay. All right. Sorry, I just saw the background alone. Give therefore thy servants an understanding heart to judge thy people. What's the next word there? He said, Lord, I want to be able to discern. And not too long ago, I explained this to you. Between good and bad. It's not saying, don't you all know the difference between good and bad? You know that to kill somebody is bad, to help somebody is good. Solomon is talking about something deeper than that. Every decision you take in life, is that good or bad? Do you know that some people have died? Who decided to go and check somebody and then accident on the way? Their motive for going now was good. But you see, in everyone's view, it was a bad decision. Solomon knew what he was saying. When he said, Lord, help me. People have bought their plane before and they crashed. Some of them in that plane were going to help somebody. 
So when we say good or bad, we are not talking about the way human beings would define it. Solomon was talking about something deeper. He understood that in life, every move you make is either a good move or a bad move. You can talk to somebody too early and destroy what should have happened. I can talk to somebody too late. Can I have the handkerchief, please? Thank you. You always forget to give me, so I'll make it. Are you following me? So he said, help me to discern. And here is where I want to end this one with. We continue from... Thank you. Did you get what I've just said so far? When you start praying in tongues, revelations from the word of God will start coming. When you start working with the word, now, the word of God can also give you the same thing. When it is coded inside you by the Spirit. I want to show you something. Hebrews chapter 5. The last verse. So Solomon gave, God gave Solomon the gift in a vision. You might not see any vision, but if you pray in tongues and you stay with the word. But strong meat belong to them who are of full age. Even those who by the reason of use have their senses exercised to discern. That means some people by regularly fellowshipping with God. Their own, so God might not appear to them in the light like Solomon, but by working with God regularly, there is a training that they too receive that they can discern between good and bad. Look at that. Because the word of God discern. What is in Hebrews 4.12? But verse 13 precisely. But let's start from 12. The word of God is living and active. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing as son to division of soul and spirit, joints and marrows. Now look at verse 13. The Bible says, no, go back to 12. 12. It's actually in verse 12. Divide the spirit and so joints and marrow. And it's what? The word of God can discern. When it abides in you by the spirit, you start to see somebody can be lying. And there are many of them nowadays with a straight face. You will just discern that there is... Now, this is what makes this thing serious. Some people that are lying are not lying because they want to lie. So when the Bible says that let God be true and let all men be liars, it does not necessarily mean that all men are wicked set out to lie, including women, actually. For instance, a guy can say to a lady, I will never have anybody beside you. As at the time he's talking, it means what he's saying. But whether he will be able to carry that word through, I don't know whether you're getting what I'm saying. So it's not everybody that is cheating and misbehaving now that uh, when they met the lady, they lied to her. No. You see, he spoke according to his capacity that time, not knowing that event will unfold. that when Peter said to Jesus, that's a very classic example, that if others forsake you, me, when Jesus said that, uh, he said, Jesus said that the time will come when you all forsake me and I'll be left. He said, but I am not alone. My father is with me. Peter told his that, you see, you can tell all these guys. He, he just stood like this. He said, Jesus, look at all the, the remaining 10 or 11. He said, tell them not to betray. He said, but you see, this one you are looking at. He said, if he means to die with you. And the Lord was looking at him. He said, Lord, I've already decided to die if I have died. <laughs> now you are just looking at me talking. And Jesus said, come. Before the cock he said, you would have denied me not even once. And Peter started swearing. 
And the Bible said the rest now joined him. All the rest said, ah, count on me. They were serious, but they didn't know what was coming. <laughs> Maybe they thought that five people would come and arrest him. When they saw thousands. And they all fled. And Peter so was terrible. The rest fled and went away. He was falling from afar. When you follow Jesus from afar, you always deny Jesus. Who are they following Jesus from afar? You can't go to office with your Bible. You don't want people to know that you are a Christian. Don't want to know that you go to church. When you are going to church, you just dread. Where are you going to? I'm just going, I'm just going there. Who are you hiding Jesus from? Why would you not be able, you don't want people to know that you are a Christian. You are inside the plane. You are opening, you want to read the Bible, it's inside your time. Somebody is coming here, you just turn it to uh, sword, something. In the office, you are looking at your Bible and the, a, a colleague is passing, you change it to one video you are watching. You are following Jesus, you will deny him. Who is around you that who, who is in your life that you are not bold enough to let them know that you belong to Jesus? Ah, no apology. I'm a Christian. Listen to me, everyone. Even if you are not perfect, stand on the fact that you are bought with the price. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. He said, if you do it, will be ashamed of you on that day. You are afraid to criticize church. When you are among them, you pretend that seems to all those churches. You know, there are people who do that. Once in the public place, and people are bashing pastors and bashing churches. Yeah, sometimes I've done some wrong things, no doubt. But you are afraid to say that, hey, okay, if that pastor did that truly, that is wrong, but I'm a Christian. And I go to, I'm not going to apologize. It is dodging, dodging, dodging. That is letting the Western world, every single time that I've been to America, for instance, now, in all these years that I've been going, I can tell you for certain, the number of Christians there should be up to 70%. Why do other people have bigger amount than Christians? I don't understand. Why? People follow Jesus from afar. From afar. Yes. I was at the elevator one day, maybe like say seven or eight years ago, somewhere in Pennsylvania or so, and they were coming down, and two men inside the lift began to kiss. And the woman that was there covered the face of their children. And I said, if you guys don't stand up and speak one day, because political coordinate Christians, so they followed Jesus from afar. I was in Times Square, New York one day, two girls came, I don't know what they were protesting, but they were stark naked, I'm not exaggerating, stark naked, and painted their body red. And all, all the white eyes saw, every one of them, they were covering the face of their children. But when you watch America, they will give an impression that everybody there, there's perversion. It is because the righteous are quiet, quiet. They are silent, they will not say anything. They will not say anything. I go to last start to say over 70 percent still identify in America as Christians. When the opinion post, where posts matter, there are no posts in Nigeria. I said the post we used to spread our clothes, you know. <laughs> statistics here is do we really have statistics? Do you think our census are correct? The last census conducted, I was serving as a copper, they were the enumerators. I said this and I owe nobody any apology because I was one of them. The enemy, so I pulled out because people were bribing us over there where we sat, bribing NY's official to inflate the figure of the people in that area. So you see a man, he will come out and he will say that one man, then he will tell that he has 12 wives inside, but they are covered, you can't see them. And he will say he has 32 children. Merge it together and you write the figure, but it's only one man you are seeing. So do we really know how many we are in Nigeria? We don't know. Only God knows. 
And after those things, at the collation center, somebody came like that from a local government and was offering bribe to everybody to multiply the figure by four. So tomorrow they say one region is so, so, so more than Lagos and all those things. So we don't have, if we don't, there is no truth in all the, so when you hear opinions, opinion posts in Nigeria, uh, well, <laughs> it's a poll. <laughs> Somebody will get angry at what I just said, but I just told you the truth. I was there, I saw it live. So we don't actually, I don't believe anything they tell that we are in the country. We don't know how many we are. Because the way it is in the country, because of sharp differences between tribes, figures have always been inflated. So we don't really know, we can't do real counting where we can tell how many people are, we are in Nigeria. So, how many are we? We don't know. Are you with me? It's only God knows. It's only one that can reveal the figure. Say, Father, how many are we? Say, okay, you are consistent. Any other figure? But one day there will be a true census in Nigeria that will reflect what is really going on. Yes. Is somebody with me? Thank you, Lord. I want to stop. The Holy Spirit, it will help you to discern. And many, brethren, we need this. The Word of God is a designer. So when you say you by the Spirit, you start discerning. You might not see a vision, but begin to obey little, little promptings and promptings are coming to your spirit. This is where people miss it. You see, you can be so trained that you can become almost 100% accurate. That what somebody will take years of seeing a vision to come to a conclusion in one minute to tell the person what is going on. You can actually train yourself to the point where you know the mind of God on virtually all matters, anything that concerns your life. Once you are your closer, begin to pray and you come out. You will tell the person and say, I did not see anything, but I just know. Because in the school of the spirit, there is what is called seeing. You see, you have five physical senses. Ah, oh, God, help me. I might have to continue from me next. We have five physical senses in the physical. Those senses also, they are actually appear, they, are, they are actually there in the spirit also. In the spirit also, there is what is called smelling, hearing, seeing, and then touch. Those things, they exist in the spirit realm. So this is what many of you don't know. And because I don't want to go beyond inside that, I will just stop it here. For some of you, at the height of your walking in the spirit, it will not be seeing that God, that will be the prevailing gift of your life. It will be knowing. For some other people, it is it will be feeling, not a physical feeling. It comes from within. You just feel like there is a problem with this decision, and soon enough there will be a problem with it. It's not common sense. It's just an ability given by the spirit. So why the one that is seeing vision is seeing vision? God has also activated a spiritual sense in you that you also use to discern to know what is going on. And you know what? You can actually walk in the spirit to the point that more than three, four senses are activated. You are not a prophet, but if a car will have an accident, you will never enter. You will just know that I should not travel now. And then you come back in. Yes. You know everything looks good on the outside that this decision will fail. You look at a man, everything is composed, everything, but you can tell that tragedy is looming. When others ask you to explain, you can't explain, but you don't say that, you, don't worry. I can't explain what I'm saying, but I'm telling you that this thing, and a time comes that everybody and can testify that when you say something will happen, they know that it will happen. Because you can see beyond what others are saying. 
This can help you look at a deal that nobody's interested in. Yet in the next five years, it will be something that we, yes. You know, the friend that told me, the Lord didn't tell me that. I wonder, maybe the Lord wanted to tell me, maybe I was not ready to hear. I don't know what happened. He told me that, he said, Pastor, Shola, he's a pastor in a city where I don't want to mention. He's actually in Abuja. He said, if I tell you how much I have in dollars right now physically and how much my people in my church have, about nine years ago, he woke up in the morning. He said, why pray? He just knew that dollar would jump. He came on a Sunday morning. I told everybody, I said, I'm not a problem. I'm telling all of you, please, everybody begin to buy dollars and begin to keep. He told me. He said, right now, the amount of physical dollars he has, because for the last nine years, people in their church are just buying dollars. Somebody will just earn salary and use that for me to buy dollars and keep it at home. So imagine what those guys have now. Some of those guys in the church are not married. They have 70, 80,000 dollars in their house. And they are still keeping it. So if they want to do something of 80 million now, Nara is useless right now. Last week I stood in Atlanta and I said, God, help Naira. I followed my friend to Anitri and they, we just ate. Uh, they said $72. Uh, so I quickly converted to the current rates. We don't consume $70,000. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I feel like vomiting the food. <laughs> right here. Not because, but you see, it's, it's just, uh, my friend is a doctor, he paid for it anyway. Himself and his wife. I was just looking at it. It's amazing. How I mean, you want to book hotel. Most of those things in that country they are not increasing. I remember some hotels that I was about eight nine years ago. That when you when I converted it, it was just about fifteen thousand naira per room per night, and we did four nights there. They are still the same amount right now. Yes, some of those hotels say one fifty dollars per night. One dollar was about one hundred twenty. That was just about eighteen thousand dollars per night. I remember one particular hotel that I've used many times, and it started increasing, increasing. As it not the money of the hotel, neither falling, falling, falling. So now you go to the same hotel now, and tell that the room is still one hundred fifty dollars per night. Then you are calculating, you are spending over one hundred fifty thousand naira just to sleep in the night. I know we're going for a conference, we're only coming to sleep in the night. So your Egyptian mind will kick in. One fifty thousand to sleep. Conference with the morning. That way we have three sessions: morning, afternoon, and evening session. So you come in by nine thirty, and the, you know nine thirty there is uh, two o'clock in Nigerian time. So you are tired, you want to sleep, and you wake up again morning session. So that's what you are paying. You are paying to sleep. Because when you spend good money on hotel, you want to enjoy the hotel. If possible, sit down in the room from morning till night and not go out. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. And you see this rate, just jumping. I like to wear Tommy. All of, many of you know by now that I love Tommy Ufiga. Then the same Tommy, from the time I've been going, they're usually around $35 to $40. When they are doing promo, come out to $25, 30 They have not changed much. $40, $50. Some of the shares, $50, $60, $70. But right now, so look at one t-shirt. This is $70,000. Nice to buy two suits. I'm not a poor man, but I'm just saying that it's just very painful to watch. But that guy got it. 
Why? The Bible said the Spirit of God will show you things to come. Do you know, right? God doesn't give us a message to only add to our knowledge. What is going to be happening in the next 10 years? That the Spirit can give you advantage right now. What will be happening? Yeah. Imagine you were in that guy's church also and you two have been keeping dollars. You've been keeping since when it was 100 naira to one dollar. And at that time, maybe they just paid you one million or something, you decided to buy. And you've been buying like that. Look at what will happen right now when you come out. Make no mistake about it. A lot of Nigerians have dollars in their house. Hope you know. Why you do have is what I don't know. Because some people are looking at, say, dollar is cash. Even banks are not really giving out dollars. Some people have it in abundance. Because some people are prudent. They have it. And there's no government that will take it from them. When they say bring him out, they will, so will keep it. Ability to see ahead of time. I want to stop here. To discern. To discern. Three people are standing before you. They want you to employ them. And in your spirit, your spirit just don't just, just, just agree with this person. Say this one, okay, this one, okay. And truly, this one would have destroyed your company in three years. How do people bring in people who destroy their stuff? A pastor shared. He's a pastor, you know, used to be a lawyer. I don't know the pastor I'm talking about, but I don't want to mention his name so that <laughs> he brought somebody into his business. That was someone that said that a young guy, he became a millionaire in naira, dollar, and pounds before he was 30. Yet in his early 20s, he was as poor as anything. Yes. He defeated the best lawyer in the country that time as a young man. That one said, I name your price, I'm employing you. As he was rising, a relative came to work with him and everything. He said he took a cup, a keg of water and went to an isolated building for three days to pray. God allowed him to pray for all the three days. And when it was true, God asked him one question. What is that guy doing in your business? He gave the guy money in advance. Please go. When the guy left, he made everything jump back. That guy might not be a bad person. Listen to me. Not everybody is destined to go with you. I, I get what I'm saying. One Jonah can sink an entire ship. There are some people by the dealings of God in their life. For reasons best known to God, they are not supposed, you are not supposed to associate with them. When you do, the cycle of favor in your life will just end until you get that Jonah out. And it doesn't mean the person is about. So what the minister will tell you to that person is a devil. The person might not be a devil. God, God just doesn't want this person to live in your house. And out of human sympathy, you bring the person in. He comes to your house, he stays with you, and everything begins to... And many times, we don't pay attention to this thing. The same man said that one time that they brought in a mate. Within one week, everybody was down with my lady in the house. He told her in the middle of the night, if the money meets you in this house, I will kill you myself. She left early in the morning. They gave her money, she took her bag and left. When she left like this, before daybreak, everybody became well without tablets. Yes, because the cost of the costless shall not come. There is always a reason for out of woman's sympathy. Now I told her, please vet everything with God. Oh, it's my cousin, he must stay with us. Oh, it's my auntie, he must do this one. This one, my, everybody, then you bring everybody, and at times people just come in, and some strange spirits are just hovering over the house. And your angel will just keep quiet because they have not sanctioned what you have done. 
So they are just watching. And once angels fold their hand, demons go into full swing. Yes. So many times, the Lord Almighty has power to stop any evil. But he fold his hand and he's just watching. Because you are by yourself, brought somebody, and God is saying, my son, this guy shouldn't be here. If a business is doing well, and it suddenly starts coming down, if a man is faithful to his wife and suddenly starts misbehaving, if a woman is very submissive and so everything, don't tackle only from the physical. Something is wrong somewhere. A child is very obedient. All of a sudden, it's a stubborn ass. This is why we must all pray. Which school should our children go to? Ah, one wrong person in your child's life. The damages might be too difficult to control. Yes. I know children, they hide things. By the time you know, it's too late. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we just don't say, ah, this school is good. Oh, my neighbor just told us about this very good school. It might be good for your neighbor. Is it good for you? Oh, there's a school in our environment. It's very good for children. Oh, I like this school. Wonderful. You pray about it. Don't say because your friend said it's a good school. Then you should also go. Everybody is going to Canada. Jackpot, they call it. Have you asked God? Have you prayed? Some will stay back here and make wealth here. They were able to go to any nation at any time. But uh, at times, some people are meant to go, but just one more year, not now. They have not perfected your paper spiritually. Let's rise. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.